This is a show for people with awful parents. Abusive, narcissist parents that look perfect to the rest of the world. We don't get to pick our parents, but we can pick ourselves up, arm ourselves with knowledge, and burn brightest of them all. There are no bad kids here on the You Deserved Better podcast. And now your host, Mama Didn't Love Him, The Other Son. Welcome, you miserable ingrates. Welcome to the You Deserve Better podcast. I am your host, The Other Son. I'd like to start off today. I made that sound right there. I just did it already. Okay. I see, but I'm working on it. Uh, I'd like to start off today with a quick water break. If you are able to safely pause what you're doing for a moment and uh, get some water, let's have a nice drink of water together. So, so if you're able to do that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to presume, go ahead and pause me right now and get your water. Okay, I'm going to presume you've done that and come back with your water. That was quick. Uh, let's get our water ready, everybody. And bottoms up. Ah, water. Mm. Ah. You'll be thinking of this later when you have to go pee. This show is a fully immersive experience. <clears throat> when I was in boot camp, they were always telling us, drink more water. It was the cure for everything. Drink more water. Feeling tired? Drink more water. Muscle cramp? Drink more water. Broken leg? Drink more water. <laughs> you know, it has generally not been in my nature to take good care of myself. It's not been my inclination. I've uh, done the bare minimum for my, my health and appearance. Never really accessorized or decorated myself because... I was taught I was worthless, so why put lipstick on a pig? Now I still have to fight that inclination, like with a lot of other things, but at least I do know to fight it. So we need to take care of ourselves and stay hydrated. Our best revenge is to outlive them. And with that, moving on. Narcissists hide behind their words, but we see through all that right here on Words Matter. Words matter. Words matter. Words matter, matter. Words, words matter. Let me just start by saying... I'm sorry if you felt that way. <laughs> Don't that just piss you off, though? It should. Hallmark of a narcissist, in my opinion, the pathological inability to accept responsibility. What's really being said here? Sorry you felt that way. The problem is not what I did. No. The problem is in your response. It's one of the classic blunders, like... like Going against a Sicilian when death is on the line. Inconceivable! Another one of those things that I learned the proper name for when I had my awakening. <clears throat> gas lighting. Gas lighting. It's a hux. It's a hux. They do it all the time. Gas. All right. <clears throat> I saw something in the news recently I'd like to share with you, my peeps. A corporate CEO scolded their employees during a video conference call for asking about their bonuses. The executive told the employees to, quote, leave pity city. Maybe you heard about this one. The video caused a public relations backlash, so the embattled executive issued an apology. Let's take a look at that apology from a highly successful person. I feel terrible that my rallying cry seemed insensitive. What I'd hoped would energize the team to meet a challenge we've met many times before landed in a way that I did not intend, and for that, I am sorry. Wow. lot to unpack here. Let's get started. Let's take it from the top. I feel terrible my rallying cry seemed insensitive. You hear that? They feel terrible. You got the wrong idea. 
But wait, there's more cringe. What I'd hoped would energize the team to meet a challenge we've met many times before. A challenge we've met many times before, but what does making previous sales goals have to do with your insensitive comment? <clears throat> Nothing, but this is a typical narc switcheroo tactic. They're trying to get us to associate the words many times with the insensitive comment to create this suggestion that they've made comments like this many times without a problem before, so why are you making a problem now? I'll come back to this one in just a second, but moving on for now. Landed in a way that I did not intend, and for that, I am sorry. Their intentions were of the highest purity, but once again, there's those lousy other people messing everything's up, and then putting a bow on it, putting a bow at the end there by saying, for that. I am sorry. To make sure that they are clear, they are not sorry for their behavior, only for the misguided responses of others. Just toxic to the very end. And remember, by the way, this is not some off-the-cuff comment, like the one that got them in trouble in the first place. They had time to write this, to think about it, to rewrite, and they knew there'd be public scrutiny. And yet, this was still the statement they felt would present their position in the best possible light. Utterly oblivious. And the many times before line was a bit triggering for me because it specifically reminded me of that time that I asked my mother about why you didn't come to visit me in four years of boarding school. And her, her, her off-guard response was, uh, I, I, I just couldn't afford to come out every weekend. Every weekend, who said, there it is. There's that switcheroo tactic. Uh, it's a clumsy effort to try to create this sort of both sides like false narrative. So we see through all that right here. We're going to close on a simple truth, and I'm sure a lot of you can say this one along with me. The only sincere apology is changed behavior. And with that, on to today's big topic. Special thanks, by the way, to Christian Bale for coming in on such short notice, too, to uh, sing that jingle in the character of Batman. I do appreciate it. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And with that, time for some more water. This water thing might become a regular thing, like i got to drink a bottle of water every episode or something. Then I'll be having to pee. But it's worth it. It's worth it. It's a sacrifice I'm willing to make to promote good water health. All right. Um, just like with anyone else, uh, I hope... Uh, from time to time, I have childhood memories. I recall things from distant childhood. Uh, you know, maybe something reminds you, um, a song or something. Or they say, I hear that scent is one of the most powerful triggers of memories. I used to view these memories passively, like just watching home movies, watching the events go by. But now, when I look back on these moments, now I often notice details that seemed normal at the time, but now I have questions. And one of those recollections is the splinter story. I was about nine years old, dating back to that lousy apartment, the worst of it. Mother, brother, and I flew to the East Coast to visit my aunt, who lived on a farm. During the visit, uh, my brother and I are playing with my cousins, and at some point, I'm crawling around on a board of plywood, and I managed to get a splinter lodged in the heel of my hand. Uh, I tried to get it out myself. I couldn't, so I panicked, and I kept it hidden. On the plane ride home, I'm sitting next to my mother, and... I can't hide it anymore. She sees the injury, and she makes a scene about it. Uh, after getting a safety pin and getting the splinter out, I specifically remember her pinching her thumbs around the wound and squeezing out this pea-sized gob of green pus while she's scolding me to look at it. See? See? I remember that. 
When I recently recalled this, the first thing I asked myself was, why did I hide that from my mother? Why does a nine-year-old child hide an injury from their mother? Is it because I was born a bad kid? Or did I learn this behavior from previous attempts? Going to mother in the past just meant getting yelled at again. Let's take another walk down memory lane, shall we? This was back in that hellscape apartment, mother, so I'm 10 or younger. You poked your head in my room one day and you said, what died in here? And this time you were right, actually. Um, under my bed, an injured baby bird I'd found was trying to nurse back to health. It died. And I panicked, tried to conceal it, but I mean, I'm a kid, I don't know any better, so of course the smell quickly gives it away. Why did I hide this from you? Some kids would go to their parents with something like this. Maybe the parents try to help, take the bird to a shelter, try to nurse it back. Maybe the bird dies anyway, but at least then there's, you know, the parents sharing that moment with the child, the child remembering the parent being there, being compassionate. But then there's my mother, unable to love, unable to nurture, because you yourself were not loved or nurtured, not by your awful authoritarian father. If ever there were to be a way forward for us, mother, it could only be if you went back and confronted your own abusive childhood, just like I'm doing. You got to do the work. Did you hide things from your father too? Turns out that's not a sign of a healthy relationship. I also realized that I've been hiding things in my adult relationships. And to what end? If I feel the need to hide something in a relationship, then why should I even be in that relationship? It seems obvious now, but I was messed up. And with that, let's move on. We deal with heavy topics here on this show, but no need to wallow in the mucky muck. We always close on an up note with things that are better. Things that are better. With my new self-awareness, I recognized a pattern throughout my relationships, both friendships and romantic relationships. I saw they weren't relationships of equals. I always put myself below the other person. Because of my shattered self-esteem, my self-loathing, I felt I had to give to maintain these relationships, like bribing people to be my friends. Sometimes it was more blatant and transactional, like hanging out with friends, I'd always be the one to drive or sometimes picking up the tab. But I also noticed it in ways that were less obvious. Like among a group of friends, I'd almost never be explicitly invited. It was more like I'd hear about it and be like, oh, can I come along too? It's embarrassing how blind I was to their indifference. That's the standard I set for myself for friends. Here I was still begging for the attention I never got from my mother. I'm not really sure I've even had a friendship of equals. But now... Now, and here's the things that are better, now I am incapable of allowing myself to be treated that way. Case in point, there's a guy I knew like a dozen years or so, considered him a friend. Like a year ago, I texted to ask him something. Didn't reply. Like a week later, I text him again. Still no answer. A few months later, I run into him, and he's like, oh, yeah, hey, sorry I can get back with you, man. Been really busy. 
I mean, the old me would have just been like, uh, okay, yeah, sure, yeah, whatever. Would have just taken that excuse and been like, I can still tell people we're friends, right? But now, now it's like alarms are going off. He's practically screaming in my face. You are not important enough to reply to. I mean, I figure pretty much anyone poops enough in a week to find 30 seconds to text back, hey, man, kind of busy. It's, it's a crappy excuse. Frankly, it stinks. <laughs> okay, those are the type of obvious blow-offs that just sailed over my head. The people I've known in my life to this point, they're just, they're used to treating me this way, and they're not going to change. So I largely have to leave them behind. And among those I need to leave behind are my family. They're never going to change the way they see me, the way they treat me. <laughs> That's why I am no contact. Five stars. Highly recommend. So I will find new people, my people, who will respect my new boundaries and engage me as an equal. Because I deserve it. I am worth it. And gosh darn it, people like me. Yeah! Gene, it's like you're in my head, man. Oh, I got a nickname for you, by the way. I'm going to tell you, I got a nickname. I'm going to call you Blue Gene. But I know someone else must have called you that. I can't be the first. Really? Uh, anyway, uh, email. Email the show. UDBpodcastrules at gmail. Attention, Grace in the business office, if you're looking to get in on the ground floor of this burgeoning media empire. Facebook group, YouTube channel. Like, share. Let's change the world one bad parent at a time. I am the other son. Until we meet again, let them burn their eyes on you. <laughs>